the Bible Study Podcast, episode 772. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Habakkuk with chapter 3. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. I say continue the study of Habakkuk. We really end the study of Habakkuk today. This is one of the minor prophets and a shorter book. Habakkuk's Prayer. A prayer of Habakkuk the prophet on Shionoth. Lord, I have heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds. Repeat them in our day. In our time, make them known. In wrath, remember mercy. God came from Timon, the Holy One from Mount Paran, His glory covered the heavens, and his praise filled the earth. His splendor was like the sunrise. Rays flashed from his hand where his power was hidden. Plague went before him. Pestilence followed his steps. He stood and shook the earth. He looked and made the nations tremble. The ancient mountains crumbled, and the age-old hills collapsed. But he marches on forever. I saw the tents of Cushion in distress, the dwellings of Midian in anguish. Were you angry with the rivers, Lord? Was your wrath against the streams? Did you rage against the sea when you rode your horses and your chariots to victory? You uncovered your bow. You called for many arrows. You split the earth with rivers. The mountains saw you and writhed. Torrents of water swept by. The deep roared and lifted its waves on high. Sun and moon stood still in the heavens at the glint of your flying arrows, at the light of your flashing spear. In wrath you strode through the earth, and in anger threshed the nations. You came out to deliver your people, to save your anointed one. You crushed the leaders of the land of wickedness. You stripped him from head to foot. With his own spear you pierced his head. When his warriors stormed out to scatter us, gloating as though about to devour the wretched who were in hiding. You trampled the sea with your horses, churning the great waters. I heard and my heart pounded, my lips quivered at the sound, decay crept into my bones, and my legs trembled. Yet I will wait patiently for the day of calamity to come on the nation invading us. Though the fig tree does not bud, though there are no grapes on the vines, although the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior." The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights for the director of music on my stringed instruments. And that is apparently then a song. That is apparently not just a prayer, but a psalm. And therefore, it's supposed to be played with strings. I'm not going to break out the guitar and play that for you because I actually know a couple of songs that use those words. The two different parts that I've heard turned into songs are, though the fig tree does not bud, though there are no grapes on the vine, though the olive crops fail and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. And then the other one that you may have recognized from this is, he makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. And I think of the book series, Hind's Feet in High Places, a hind being a deer, that were based on this or other verses like it in the Bible. But Habakkuk is praying, and Habakkuk is remembering what he has heard from ancient days of the wrath of God and how God was this inevitable, irresistible force, 
and he is wondering why he doesn't see that in his day. It's a continuation of the lament that he had in the first chapter where he is saying, how long are you going to let this go on? But he is looking for that God, that wrath of God. Now, praying for the wrath of God seems like a tricky thing because we have to hope that God is really not angry at us if we're going to see a wrathful or angry God. But he is looking at a people that have been invaded is the words that he uses here and says, you know, why can't we see that God of the Old Testament? Well, he's still in the Old Testament, but why can't we see that God who destroyed the armies of Pharaoh, for instance, the armies in the Red Sea? Why can't we see that God? And he comes up with this very, again, I think, eloquent and poetic description of this tremendous almighty God. And he is reminding God what God has done previously. Now, we would consider this, or I would consider this, praise in the sense of, I know who you are, is kind of how I would describe praise. I know that you are a God who, in our time, make them known in wrath, remember mercy. So he's looking for mercy, but he's also looking for for God to act. And he's remembering that God can be the God that acts. And then remembering that God has great power, even if he hasn't seen it in his day the way that he would like. And again, as we said last week and the week before, that this is a tough thing when you see evil prospering, when you see things happening that are wrong or you're sure are wrong. Why does God not act? And we know that God acts in his time, but frankly, I would like him to act in my time. Uh, For one thing, he is much more patient than I am. And for another thing is if God withholds his anger for generations as he does in certain cases in the Bible. And I think of the cases, for instance, of the people who are in Canaan. And Abraham is given the land, but he's told it won't be his yet because basically God has not run out of patience yet with those people, that that he's still giving them chances to repent. Eventually he knows he's going to send in the Israelites and kick them out or kill them. Uh, but he has not yet. Or we think of in the books of Kings where God sends prophet after prophet after prophet saying things are going to get bad if you don't repent. And of course they don't and things do. But he is patient for generations. And it's tough if you're the prophet, if you're tough if you're me or if you're the prophet Habakkuk and you don't want things to happen in God's time, but you want things to happen in your time. And so Habakkuk reminds God, as if God needed entering a reminding, that his glory covers the heavens. His splendor is like the sunrise. His rays flash from his hand where his power is hidden. Plague and pestilence go before and behind him. When he stands, he shakes the earth and nations tremble. So he's saying to God, I know who you are. I know what you can do. Would you do it again? That is certainly a prayer that has come from the people of God on many different occasions. It's come from the people of God when we don't see God act in our time. And that's where the prophet Habakkuk is. He sees the sun and moon still in the heavens. At the glint of your arrows and the lightning of your flashing spear, in wrath you strode through the earth, and in anger you thrust the nations. Why won't you do it again? 
You came out to deliver your people, to save your anointed one. You crushed the leader of the land of wickedness. You stripped him from head to foot. With his own spear, you pierced his head. Why won't you do it again? That's really the message that Habakkuk has is, God, I know who you are. I know what you can do. Why don't you do it again? But I like that it starts that way. And like so many verses in the Bible, so many chapters rather in the Bible, it doesn't end that way. It ends with, even though I don't see God acting, even though things are bleak, though the fig tree does not bud, though there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there is no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord and be joyful in God my Savior. Even on those days when it looks like we have not been blessed by God, even on those days when things look dark and bleak, Habakkuk still believes in God. Habakkuk still trusts in God, and Habakkuk still rejoices in God, even though he wants God to act, and even though he's not sure whether he'll see it, he still believes, and he still hopes, and he takes joy in that hope. And I pray that you also, if you're in situations where you're wondering where God is and will God act, will also take joy in the presence of God. And with that, we're going to end this book of Habakkuk and this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. In a recent survey, parents reported that 52% of homeschooled children need learning accommodations. These parents need practical advice, encouragement, and hope to fuel their homeschooling efforts. The Empowering Homeschool Conversations podcast is where parents gain wisdom on how to teach unique learners successfully at home, like Laura, who recently told us, I needed this episode. I don't need a fancy curriculum or need to be a special ed teacher to teach my son. You have given me hope. To listen now, go to Life Audio or search Empowering Homeschool Conversations on your favorite podcast app.